You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, I'm a little bit excited about today. We're going to do something that I've done, I'm pretty sure, every single year since I've been doing this podcast. And since uh, today, for you anyways, is officially the day, first day of the playoffs, um... It's got to be today, today or basically not at all. But what we're going to do today is we're going to look at every single playoff team and we're going to find a playoff comp. After that, we're going to find a Super Bowl comp. I don't know if you guys enjoy this or not. I like doing it. I think it's kind of fun to look at, especially, obviously, for the Green Bay Packers. Um, finding a team throughout NFL history that's maybe the most similar. Now, there's a lot of ways to do this, and there's a lot of better ways to do this. Um, In fact, I spent a lot of time trying to refine this process. I had such a lofty goal of how exactly this is going to work and making sure you check a lot of different things, and I just couldn't, couldn't get there. I got almost all the way there, and then down the final stretch when I needed to kind of finalize it, I just couldn't find a way to make it work. And I realized I was taking way too much time, and I thought, you know what, let me just try it the old-fashioned way, and it took me 30 seconds to whip this together. So, Essentially, I'm looking at sort of a cross-section. I'll just tell you the the formulation of how I did it. It's point differential and win-loss percentage. And really, I see the two things in two very different ways. Um, To all the stat people out there, I can just see you kind of smacking your head going, why are you putting win-loss percentage in there? That's so stupid. It's irrelevant. It's for aesthetics, all right? The bottom line is there's so many teams, you can find teams that line up with both. So if you have a pool of about 10 teams that line up as far as point differential, then finding the team that has the same win-loss percentage, roughly the same win-loss percentage, makes it so that you don't pair up like a seven-win team with a... 14 win team and everybody loses their mind like oh it's not even close even though it is because it's quality of the team etc etc so really we're just kind of comparing point differential but that would be kind of boring so so shut up and if you don't know point differential is just how many points you've scored minus how many points have been scored against you and it's a relatively decent metric for how good of a football team you are 
So without further ado, why don't we start um, with the games for today? That would be Cleveland, Houston, Miami, and Kansas City. And the comp that I have for the 11-6, and six, which by the way, it's always tricky because it's hard to find an exact because of the 17-game schedule, so you, you can't find it. But that makes it more fun anyways. My comp for the 2023-11-6 Cleveland Browns is the 1981-10-6 Chuck Knox Buffalo Bills. And they both actually are very similar in a lot of ways. They both uh, were 2-2 two and two through their first four games. Both of them ended up 7-5, and five, and then obviously down the stretch with very similar schedules. 81 Buffalo Bills were strictly a defensive team. The offense was very much the hindrance. They ranked 20th on offense, but 6th on defense. They went on to play the New York Jets on the road, and they won that game 31-27. to After that, they played the Cincinnati Bengals and lost that game 28-21. As far as a Super Bowl winning team, it's kind of tough, but I would say the closest would be the 2007 Giants. 10-6 and Tom Coughlin Giants. Unfortunately, yes, that was the year that they knocked the Green Bay Packers out 23-20. to Very similar path to the, um, to the Packers in a way in that weren't sure that they were even going to be a playoff team. They started to slip toward the end. They get in as a wild card, beat the first team, beat the second team, get to the NFC Championship game against the Packers, beat them, and then end up being the uh, surprise champion of the whole thing. And again, pretty similarly situated in terms of offense-defense. Um, in reality, although Cleveland is hailed for their defense and whatnot, um, they're actually 10th offensively and 13th defensively, defensive yards being their best category. 2007 Giants, pretty similar, 14th offensively, 17th defensively. Defensive yards is their best category. They ranked 7th. For their opponent, the Houston Texans, ironically enough, I have the Cleveland Browns, but this time from 2002. Texans come in 10-7. and seven. The Cleveland Browns in 2002 were 9-7 and seven under Butch Davis. Interestingly enough, they lost their first game. So if we're just going based off of this, I've got Cleveland winning the game. That being said, though, this isn't the 2002 Tim Couch Cleveland Browns. C.J. Stroud, um, a little bit ahead of Tim Couch. Couch threw for 2,800 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 18 interceptions. C.J. Stroud has 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, and 5 interceptions. So I wouldn't go based off of that, I'm just saying. And unfortunately, they're similar enough that... um, the Super Bowl comp is the same team. There's such a big gap. Um, the As far as point differential, we're way down at the bottom here, which is probably not a great sign for a lot of the teams, including the Packers, who are down in this range. But basically, the 2011 Giants were negative six, the only um, negative point differential team to ever win a Super Bowl. Which actually, I don't know if we have any this year. I don't know. We'll get there. Then it was 2008 Arizona was one. Then 14, 21, 22, and then it jumps up to 51. We got a bunch of teams that are like sub 51, so the Super Bowl comps are going to be kind of congested. But the next team, the Miami Dolphins, do not have that problem. Miami Dolphins come in 11 and 6 under Mike McDaniel, are the very similar 1996 Bill Parcells Patriots. Patriots came into the playoffs at 11 and 5. They had the second best offense, 14th ranked defense which is not all too different than the Miami Dolphins right now, who rank second on offense and 22nd on defense. So biggest difference if we're just looking at point totals, 
Miami's defense is worse than New England's was in 96. The other difference would probably be the fact that the Miami Dolphins are kind of on a bit of a skid here down the stretch, whereas New England finished kind of strong. Um, they were 4-1 and one to finish out the season. Miami right now is 2-3. Uh, and three. But New England did get in. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And wouldn't you know it, lost to the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. Yes, that New England Patriots team. And since they did go to the Super Bowl, that is also the best Super Bowl comp. I figured I could just go with the people that made it to the Super Bowl as opposed to won the Super Bowl because that's such a small pool to choose from. So we're going to stick with that. Kansas City Chiefs, 77-point differential, 11-6. and six. Probably not a comp anyone wants to be associated with. However, it is the 1982 New York Jets. Kind of, an, of an unusual one because in 1982... Uh, the Jets played nine games, so it's the 6-3 and three New York Jets in 1982. They had the number three offense, number 10 defense. They played the Cincinnati Bengals and beat them in the wild card. They beat the Raiders in the divisional uh, round, and then they went to the conference championship against the Miami Dolphins and lost 14-0. to be interesting to see if that sort of repeats itself, although it's not the Giants, it's the Chiefs. So whatever. Super Bowl teams, let's pick a winner this time. How about the 1988 San Francisco 49ers? 10-6, Bill Walsh, Mike Holmgren, the quarterback coach, Ray Rhodes, the defensive backs coach. You know who the general manager was? John McVay, grandfather of Sean McVay. And of course, Mike McCarthy had the, um, excuse me, Mike Holmgren had the esteemed privilege of being the quarterback's coach for Joe Montana and Steve Young that year. Steve Young started three games, went two and one. Joe Montana started um, 13 games, went eight and five. They, oh, what a great run this is, too. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 34 to nine, then knocked out the Bears 28 to three, before finally beating the Cincinnati Bengals 20 to six. Thank you, 49ers, for saving us from the Vikings and the Bears. Then getting into the Sunday matchup. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, we actually do have a negative team. This would be the, the only team that would be somewhat historic if they were to go on to even make the Super Bowl, much less win the Super Bowl. They are, by point differential, tied for 21st worst playoff team to ever get into the playoffs, with the 2010 Seahawks being the worst. But Pittsburgh has a negative 20 point differential, even with their 10-7 and seven record. Their playoff comp, the 1982 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, we got another 1982 team, so this time the record was 5-4. and four. Seems like a worse record than what Tampa has, but if you think about it, it would be the same as 10-8. and eight. Pittsburgh's 10-7. and seven. But not super surprisingly, although they did get in, and, and kind of in similar fashion, too, because the Pittsburgh Steelers... Um, Seem to have gotten better down the stretch. They won their last three games in a row, including the Baltimore Ravens. Granted, they held out their starters, but still. Tampa Bay, same thing. They won their last three in a row. They actually won their last um, five out of their last six. However, still got in, faced the Dallas Cowboys, and immediately lost 30-17. to Wouldn't be massively surprised if there was a similar result. Although, with the weather being what it is, we'll see if anyone gets to 30 points or not. Speaking of, that brings us to the 2023 Buffalo Bills. Bills have a 140-point differential. They are the 556th worst team, <laughs> for whatever that's worth. 
for their comp, why not go right back to the 80s? And heck, why not another Bill Walsh 1980s team? This time, 1983, the 10-6 Bill Walsh, San Francisco 49ers. And outside of that, I don't see a massive amount of um, things that are super comparable. I mean, I, I, I guess that's not true if you look at points and, and uh, yards and whatnot. 83, 49ers were fourth on offense, fourth on defense. The Buffalo Bills, sixth on offense, fourth on defense. And then uh, they were both fourth in yards offensively. San Francisco was 10th in yards defensively. And uh, Buffalo, ninth in yards defensively. So in, in that little quadrant, they're very, very similar. I guess what I was referring to is down the stretch, Buffalo has probably got to be one of the hottest teams down the stretch here. Not only are they 5-0 and in their last five games, which is after their bye week, but they beat the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins in that stretch. Three out of those five teams are playoff teams. 49ers, however, did win their last three in a row, but not quite, uh, not quite as fashionable. However, the uh, 49ers in 1983 beat the Detroit Lions 24-23 in the divisional round, went to the conference championship, and lost to the Washington Redskins 24-21. I didn't do either team Super Bowl, so let's do that now. The only possible comp for the Steelers is obvious. This is the 2011 New York Giants, just because, you know, freaking negative point differential. Super Bowl comp, I'm going to go with 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 11-5 and five under Bruce Arians. Number three offense, number eight defense. Very, very, very similar in that they had their bye week, week 13, and then went on a four-game winning streak. And you know what they did? Beat Washington, they beat the Saints, they beat the freaking Packers, then they beat the Chiefs, and they won the Super Bowl. Kind of creepy how similar it is to Buffalo. They come out and beat the Steelers 31-23, a toe to so. Anyways, why don't we take a break here? We're going to come back. We're going to do the other three games, and then I think we're just going to call it because I spent so much time trying to do the other thing. I'm fine with a short episode today because I'm fried. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, I'm going to save the best for last. So we're going to go straight over to the LA Rams and the Detroit Lions. The Rams under Sean McVay sit at 10 and 7. They have the 8th ranked offense, 19th ranked defense. They have won 4 out of their last 4 and what, 7 out of their last 8. The only loss coming in a 6-point overtime loss to the Baltimore Ravens. That's after starting 3 and 6. Pretty similar path to what the Packers have been on, you know, just better down the stretch. 
They have a point differential of 27. And I have their playoff team comparison to the 1993 Bill Cower Pittsburgh Steelers, who were 9-7. and seven. Kind of funny, they had Ron Earhart as their offensive coordinator, and Dom Capers was their defensive coordinator in 1993. That's crazy. Ron Earhart of Earhart Perkins fame. Crazy. Some of these, when you track some of these coaches, Bill Davis, um, let's see, at the time was the defensive assistant. Bill Davis actually did work with the Green Bay Packers in 2000. He was a defensive coordinator as late as 2015 for the Philadelphia Eagles and is currently still working at the age of 57, which doesn't actually seem that old, but it's just insane when you think that he was around in 1993. He is the current linebackers coach for the Arizona Cardinals, has been for four years. Their defensive backs coach was Dick LeBeau. Dude started coaching in the special teams for the Eagles in 1973. He was actually a defensive coordinator in 1984 for the Bengals. Later became the defensive coordinator after this for the Steelers. Then was the head coach for the Bengals. Then was defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers from 2004 all the way through 2014, and coached all the way up to 2017 at the age of 80 years old, and was the assistant head coach slash defensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. What a freaking legend. The linebackers coach was Marvin Lewis, former head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. Dude was a head coach from 2003 to 2018. That's crazy. I didn't realize he was doing that for that long. He did a job, and he stuck. He was... um. Steelers linebackers coach from 92 to 95, Ravens defensive coordinator from 96 to 2021, and did that head coaching stint for, I don't know how many years that is. But anyways, 1993 Pittsburgh Steelers, not really laid out the same way. They didn't end as strong. They were much more evenly distributed in their wins. But unfortunately for them, and perhaps the Rams, they were one and done in the playoffs, losing 27-24 to 24 to the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know why there are three ads in a row on this site just showing me up some dude's nose, looking at his nose hair. I don't want to see the new Swiss clip nose hair trimmer. Bro, how old do you think I am? Not saying I wouldn't use it. Not saying I might not even check it out. I'm just saying I don't need to be getting old man ads. Seriously, though, is this thing... Uh this thing work or what? And as for their Super Bowl comp, I mean, we're kind of right back to the 2007 Giants. We could say the 2003 Carolina Panthers if we really want to, just to kind of mix some stuff up. 2003 John Fox, Carolina Panthers went 11-5. and Three-game win streak down the stretch, but not quite as impressive as the Rams. They did win three games, go to the uh, Super Bowl, and then lose to the Patriots. The Detroit Lions, hopefully going to lose to the Rams. Lions have a 66-point differential. They're 12-5 and under Dan Campbell. Uh, fifth on offense, 23rd on defense. As for a playoff comp, something much more recent, the 2021 Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans in 2021 under Mike Vrabel went 12-5. and They uh, constructed a little bit different, had a pretty solid offense, mediocre, or excuse me, pretty solid defense, mediocre offense. Both teams have gone 4-1 and in their last five games. Tennessee Titans went up against the Cincinnati Bengals in 2021 and lost 19-16. to They were one and done. Hopefully we have a similar fate for the Detroit Lions. As for a Super Bowl comp, 
2006 Tony Dungy Indianapolis Colts went 12 and 4. Couple of uh, familiar names here: Jim Caldwell, assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach. Leslie Frazier was their DB coach. Frank Wright was an intern, which is hilarious. Um, they're a much more similar team, by the way, with a number two offense, number 23 defense. I don't know if uh, their offense is anywhere near that good. But um, they went up against Kansas City Chiefs, beat them 23-8. The uh, Baltimore Ravens, 15-6. Patriots, they beat them 38-34. And then went on to beat the Chicago Bears, 29-17. We'll be forever thankful to the Colts for that one. It's actually kind of a surprising one, too, because they started the season 9-0 and ended 12-4. So they just kind of imploded down the stretch and then just figured it out in the playoffs and went and got it done. We'll skip over to the Monday game, Philadelphia Eagles-Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are also kind of lumped in with uh, Houston, the Rams, the Packers, and Cleveland, but they have a 23-point differential limping into the playoffs somehow as the number four seed with a nine and eight record under head coach Todd Bowles. Their comp, the 2002 New York Jets under Herm Edwards. 2002 Jets got into the playoffs at nine and seven. Offensive coordinator was Paul Hackett, none other than the father of Nathaniel Hackett. Offensive line coach was Doug Marone. A uh, longtime coach, was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, currently um, offensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints at the age of 59 years old. So crazy to me to see like, the oh man, I remember these old names and everything else. And then you look, it's like, dude, they're still coaching. Bob Sutton was their linebackers coach. Bob Sutton in 1999, uh, 1991 was the head coach of Army and did that for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, almost 10 years. Imagine, just think about, I'm, I'm just trying to quantify like how long these coaches work. It's really kind of incredible to me. Like just in, in the grand scheme of things, when we're all looking to like, I don't know, put in 30, 40 years, retire and get out of here. 10 years. And he barely scratched the surface of his career. He didn't get his first head coaching job until he's 40. I'm not even 40. He put it in at the age of 40, put in about 10 years, and he hadn't even cracked the NFL. And this dude did a ton of work in the NFL. He spent six years grinding as the Jets linebackers coach. He, he, he's, just, he's basically starting ground floor at 49 years old and grinds for six years until he's 54 before he can even get a defensive coordinator job. Then at 55, he spends three years working as a defensive coordinator. Then at 58 years old, he gets senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach, does that for three years. Then at 61, he gets assistant head coach and linebackers coach. At 62 years old, we're all looking to about retire. He moves on to the Kansas City Chiefs to get a defensive coordinator job. He does that for six years and has been working as a senior defensive assistant ever since. He did that for two years with the Falcons, three years for the Jaguars, including this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars um, at the age of 72 years old. These guys just don't go away, man. It's crazy. But yeah, the 2002 New York Jets got off to a real rough start at 1-4, and four, tightened it up down the stretch, ended 9-7, and seven, did end up getting into the playoffs and even won and won in a big way against the Indianapolis Colts, 41-0, to zero, probably got some heads turned team that doesn't really belong, not very good, just smoked the Colts, and then they went and played the Raiders and lost 30-10. to 10. And we don't need to do the Super Bowl comp all over again. 
Philadelphia Eagles, that's a pretty unusual one. We'll see what we got here. Philadelphia, really, really surprising situation with them. As strong as they were last year, being a Super Bowl team, and how they started off this year, they have a point differential of five. They're actually the second worst playoff team in the playoffs right now. And that's assuming that we don't notice how they've gotten worse down the stretch. That's a point differential of five, including the beginning of the season when they actually played well. If you factor in just sort of how they're playing now or second half of the season or whatever, they might be the worst team in the playoffs. However, despite that, they are still 11-6, and six, which, again, creates kind of an unusual situation to have such a poor point differential, but a solid um, record. Strangely enough, I think the term for this is fraudulent, but they currently have the 7th highest ranked offense in the 30th ranked defense and they come into the playoffs having lost five of their last six games and yes many of them were tough you might have given them slack in their three game skid against the 49ers Cowboys and Seahawks in fact 49ers and Cowboys you'd give them slack because it's the 49ers and Cowboys and they just beat Buffalo and Kansas City the week before that then you lose to Seattle that's not super great but they're still decent but then you end the season losing to the Cardinals and to the Giants I'm just saying. Their comp, the 1977 Minnesota Vikings. Another team that's fairly similar. They were 9-5 and five under Bud Grant. Buddy Ryan was the defensive line coach. But they started off pretty strong at 4-1, and one, ended at 9-5, and five, got into the playoffs. They beat the Rams 14-7 and then lost to the Dallas Cowboys 23-6. We obviously know that didn't end in a Super Bowl victory because, you know, you know. And then as for a uh, Super Bowl comp, we have the 2008 Arizona Cardinals. They had a point differential of one and got into the playoffs with a nine and seven record. Record obviously isn't as good, but it's the only point differential that's even close. But they uh, beat the Cardinals 30-24, beat the Panthers 33-13, beat the Eagles 32-25, beat the uh, lost to the Steelers 27 to 23. It's actually quite similar. They had the third best offense, but the 28th ranked defense. They were seven and three and then went on a um, two and four stretch at the end, obviously losing games pretty spectacularly, 30, uh, giving up 37, 48, 35, 47 in their losses. So not looking super good getting in, but then getting in in their offense, being good enough, outpaces everybody. And it gets them into the Super Bowl. But unfortunately, the defense doesn't quite hold up. So See, the other reason I kind of like doing this is it, it paints a picture of how it can happen. And it also makes it seem like, you know, you come into this and you're like, oh, no team like the Packers is going to do anything. Nobody, bro, there's been so many teams. There's always a team that's done something similar. All right, that brings us to the final two. Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers. Obviously, we'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. Should be no surprise to you that Dallas is a bit of a powerhouse. And uh, interestingly enough, they are almost identical to San Francisco. Not doing San Francisco today because, I don't know, I don't feel like it. They get a bye week. We'll do that next week, maybe. But they have the exact same record, and their point differential, San Francisco's is 193, Dallas is 194. The comp for them, unfortunately, is, and this is our road to the Super Bowl, is Dallas and San Francisco. Two teams that are nearly identical in their comp 2019 New England Patriots. Now, granted, if you got to play a Patriots team, I guess it would be 2019, but just in that era, that sucks. 
you got the number seven offense, the number one defense in both points and yards. 12-4, and four, Bill Belichick, obviously very good football team. They did kind of fall off a little bit. They started 8-0 and ended 12-4. and four. But uh, week one in the wild card, Tennessee Titans, they end up losing 13 to 20. Super Bowl comp, and by the way, we're getting up near the top. I mean, there's uh, the, as far as point differential is concerned, 193, which is where uh, San Francisco is, Dallas at 194, but it's still the closest is 193, is the 17th best team that is a Super Bowl team. So you're kind of getting up near the top. For reference, the absolute best team this year in point differential is actually Baltimore. They're at 203. That would rank, um, well, it would still be 17th. Um, so not exactly the most powerhouse teams. The the best team ever, the 2007 New England Patriots with a 315-point differential. They went 16-0 and in the regular season that year. But anyways, Super Bowl comp is the Don Shula, 1973-12-2 Miami Dolphins. If you think 12-2 is too good of a record, the only other team that would be, well, I shouldn't say the only other team, but um, the other teams to choose from are the 14-2 Denver Broncos and the 15-1 Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to stick with it because it's more fun to go back to 73. But uh, number five offense, number one defense in the NFL, 12-2, so we don't really need to analyze how strong or weak they started and ended because it's 12 and two, but uh, went into the playoffs, beat the Cincinnati Bengals 34, 16, beat the Raiders 27, 10, beat the Vikings 24, seven. That was just an easy little clean sweep there. None of those games were even close. Hopefully we don't see something like that from either of these teams. Cause let's be honest, I don't want San Francisco or Dallas going to the Super Bowl, as improbable as that may be. All right. That leaves us with the green Bay Packers. 2023 Green Bay Packers probably don't need to do a big recap for us, but the playoff comp is a pretty recent team. It is the, I really like this comp, to be honest with you, just because you got that whole young ascending thing going on. I don't know. It is the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles. Under Doug Peterson, they were 9-7, 12th ranked offense, 15th ranked defense, relatively similar in terms of you know, I mean, they were 5-7 and seven and went on a four-game win streak just to sneak into the playoffs. Unfortunately, that ended immediately in the wildcard round where they lost 17-9. to nine. But, I mean, that's not going to happen in this game, obviously. And Super Bowl comps, I wish I had something cool for you, but unfortunately, 33 falls in that same range. We could go up a tick, and I guess let's do that because we haven't talked about it. And since it's the year I was born, why not? It'd be a little bit of fun to go back to to the 1986 Dan Reeves Denver Broncos. Not a whole lot in common with this team, to be completely honest. The records are different. The point differentials are different, but it's close enough. Dan Reeves Denver Broncos were 11-5 and going into the playoffs, but had a uh, point differential of just 51. Again, the Packers at 33. We'll call that close enough. In other words, similar in terms of their talent. And the other good thing about it is point differential looks at talent compared to the teams around you. So it's it's... It's not like total points in an era when teams are scoring a billion points. So it's in a way sort of adjusted for era. But the 86 Broncos with Mike Shanahan as the offensive coordinator, no need to elaborate. I mean, you would talk about a guy. I mean, I mean Mike, Mike Shanahan, he got started in 1975 as the offensive assistant for Oklahoma. 
86, we're talking offensive coordinator for the Broncos, got a head coaching job in the late 80s, then went back to quarterbacks and offensive coordinator for a while, then got the head coaching job for the Broncos. 43 years old, got a head coaching job, did that for 14 years before becoming head coach of the uh, Washington Redskins. And of course, he did that. And that was, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur and the whole crew over there in, uh, in Washington. It's just crazy to think like, I don't know how long these guys have been. You know it in a way, but it's like when you, when you really think about it, like, oh, he's, you know, he's a 60-year-old coach. Like, it doesn't even feel that old. Like, okay, so, I mean, because we think in terms of, like, football coaches. Like, yeah, some of these guys are in their 70s and 80s. Like, what's the big deal? 60 years old, and they've been in this profession. And granted, you're moving around, but in this coaching realm, doing this thing since, you know, he was 23 years old when he got started. 13 years before I was born, he got started. And in 2013, he's still coaching. In fact, he's, his, his son is coaching. But obviously, look, it's, it's, it's somewhat of a long shot when you look at the Green Bay Packers just in terms of overall point differential. Not a lot of teams um, that are in that situation have made it to the Super Bowl, and the ones that did, you know, again, you got the 86 Denver Broncos that lost. You got the, um, what other teams we got here? 2003 Carolina Panthers that lost. You got the 79 Rams that lost, 2008 Cardinals that lost, and that leaves you with the two Giants teams, 2007-2011, as the only teams that have come into the playoffs with this low of a point differential that have even that that have made it and won the Super Bowl. You say, yeah, but the Packers are coming in hot. It's like, yeah, but that's, I mean, again, a lot of teams, a lot of scenarios, certainly plenty of teams have been bad and then started heating up and ended up with a, like a 33. So we'll see how she goes. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. As I said, I got to I gotta freaking decompress because that was a brain drain. Okay.